Nothing amazing ever happens around here. Except for end of the year Fooly Cooly Season 1 Marathon. Saturday from midnight till 3 a.m. Only Tsunami on Adult Swim. Welcome back to Owls Only, an Adult Swim podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Hope, and I'm not a child anymore. I'm an adult, and I can buy my own insurance and everything. I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Hi, that's me. Got a quote? I don't, but that, that was a good one, though. That was good. Um, and we have a very special guest today. We have our good friend, Grayson. What's up? What's popping, y'all? And today we are talking about um, Cleveland Show Season 1. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about Fully Cooly. Oh, God. <laughs> um, we should have gone for like five minutes at least. Yeah, five <laughs> minutes just talking about the fucking Cleveland Show. A show I've never seen before. You've Oh, that's right. You haven't seen the Cleveland Show. It's fucking <laughs> uncultured freak. All right, go on. Um, <laughs> um, so we're talking about Fully Cooly. Um, this is like... I mean, Cowboy Bebop is the Adult Swim anime. It's like the Adult Swim original anime. But this one is truly like the real first like Adult Swim original because like it's a six episode OVA. And um, do you know what OVAs are, Alex? You told me those are the ones that they would just put on VHSs. Yeah. They put like one episode on VHS and then people would just like pay like out the ass for it. And then um, – they would just like rewatch it over and over and over again. Was but, this like nineties when they would do this shit? Yeah, I mean, they, how how long do they do OVAs for? Do you think, like in general, like the industry? You're you're the anime expert here, definitely uh, the three of us. I yeah. think they still do they still make OVAs. Well, I feel like they don't need to anymore, right? Because they have Crunchyroll and stuff. You can just put shit out on that. Nah, that's nah. Because there's stuff that's still like they still make animated that doesn't air on like TV. Yeah, which is like any that's that's True. anything that doesn't air on TV is like an OVA. What does OVA stand for? Original video animation. Oh, okay. But um, yeah. So this was an OVA, and this is one of those shows that they brought over to Adult Swim in like the early two thousands. This started airing in like I think it was like August fifteenth, two thousand three. So it does take a little bit for this to come to the block. Like I think this is after like a bunch of other like like worse bullshit like Pilot Candidate or whatever. But so it takes a while for this to come to the block. But this is like a huge show for Adult Swim. Like, um, this show has influenced like so much of what, um, like modern animation is, especially for, especially for like millennials and stuff. Um, this is like a huge influence on like the, like millennial generation and, and, and like all of them saw it because they would just play it constantly on Adult Swim. Well, you were saying that this inspired like like Steven Universe and all that, right? No. I mean, it didn't inspire, well, but, but like those artists yeah. cite Fooly Cooly as yeah, they're like, like awakening. Um, at the end of episode four of um, Fooly Cooly, when uh, Naota hits like the the satellite coming back towards Earth with the guitar and it like when he swings the bat and like it fucking spins on the guitar before it flies away, they do that in like Steven Universe and like one in like the baseball episode. But um, I didn't pick that up at all. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so there are. Um, so, yeah, Adult Swim like gets the rights to this. They aired the shit out of it. Like this is a huge show for them in the 2000s. People love it. And then in 2018, they make two sequels, um, Fully Cooly Progressive and Fully Cooly Alternative. Have you guys seen anything from those? No. You nah, said I that, just heard that they're dog shit. You said that they're like. Com- what? You said that they're like completely different, right? 
they're different, but I think they're fine. Like people say they're dog shit. Um, I watch them both, and I think they're one hundred percent fine. Like this is such a masterpiece that I think anything that is that is any any kind of sequel to it, people would say that it's bad. Yeah, but I, I agree. It's also they don't they don't they don't take it in a direction where you can like do anything with it with the yeah. same characters. What they do is like Haruko comes back with a new cast of characters every season. And it's just like Haruko in this world, but like with new people every season. And I think the first one kind of sucks. The second one is a lot better, I think. The second sequel. Um, the second sequel, um, fucking spoilers for Fully Cooly Progressive here, but I don't think anybody really gives a shit about the Fully Cooly sequel, so it doesn't matter. Fully Cooly, fuck, I think Progressive is the third one. Um, it builds, like the entire six episode thing builds up to a fucking Quagmire Brian dinner. Which Are is, you serious? Yeah. That's really funny. Can we just watch hey, that episode yeah. after this? Yeah. Um <laughs> like the like it's like about like a group they actually do that's the more interesting one because it's about like a group of like friends who are like girls. And the main one, like the main girl in that in that um season has like huge like main character syndrome. And at the end of the season, her like best friend is just like, You're a fucking asshole. Like she just she literally takes her out for a Quagmire Brian dinner. That's that's actually cool though. That's I might actually watch that. I love that for her. Yeah, I might actually watch that. Grayson, do you want to explain what a Quagmire Brian dinner is? <sighs> You're just a big alcoholic bore. So you just sit your friend down and then you just Tell them that they're fucking sacks of shit, and then you pee in their mouths. <laughs> yeah, that's that's essentially it. Um, the Quagmire Brian dinner is from that fucking Family Guy episode that we always talk about. Whereas I, I have no idea what that episode is about outside of like that. <laughs> it's about, it's about the Brian and Quagmire dinner. It's just like it's such a commonly used phrase between the three of us, like Quagmire Brian dinner. That when someone says it, you know exactly like you you know exactly what they're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, we have like events in our personal lives that we'll refer to as, as like, like Quagmire Brian dinner. Yeah, like Quagmire Brian dinners. It's such a it's such like a oh, it's so funny, but um, yeah. So this I've kind of realized with Fooly Cooly and Bebop being my two favorite anime that I have like I have like a type for anime where it's like um. They're short, perfect, entirely like vibe based shows. Yeah, very stylized. Yeah. Cause like Bebop and Fooly Cooly, they definitely both definitely have plot and they have like a lot to say, but they're also like so based on like their music and like their style. Yeah, and I, their feel. I'm yeah. surprised I like this as much as I did because the anime I watch is like My Hero and Bleach, which yeah. is like I mean, they're good. But they're like definitely not like they're shows with nothing. To yeah, say. they're shonens. They're like like Cassie, um, my girlfriend. We were, we started watching Bleach, and she likes to like analyze shows and stuff because it's fun. And I kind of said to her, I was like, "You, we can analyze Bleach, but there's no point to it. Yeah, like, like it, it means nothing. Uh, yeah, like, it's, characters. It's just high fight there, power. Yeah, up. there's nothing to analyze. Like characters will walk around and say, "I act this way because of this. Like there's nothing to read into. Yeah, this show is like almost in they. The show does kind of the opposite of that, where they don't spoon feed you anything to the point that it feels like incomprehensible. Yeah, like you have to go on Reddit to figure yeah, out what the like, fuck it's about. It's like harder to follow than fucking Ava is. But th- that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I'm surprised I like it so much because that's the exact and opposite Ava's of the stuff hard I usually to watch. Follow, yeah, like um, there's really good AV Club articles that cover everything, and I like. 
I normally, when I watch Fully Cooley, Fully Cooley is one of those things, kind of like 12 Ounce of Mouse, where every time you watch it, you understand it a little bit more. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, to bring it back to Family Guy, um, it's like... Um, we do that a lot, Grayson. Yeah, we're bringing it back to Family Guy, <laughs> our enough. second favorite show on this podcast. Um it's like when Cleveland talks about um, fucking um, monopolies. Like, you don't win. You just do a little better each time. <laughs> that is literally how, like, it is watching Fooly Cooly and stuff. Because, like, you just you every single time I watch it, I, I understand it, like, a little bit more. I've seen it twice now. I did not pay attention the first time. Yeah. This, this time, I noticed. What were you doing the first time, Alex? Nothing. I was <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I was sober as hell. That's what I was doing the first just time. Just being sober as hell. <laughs> Being sober as hell, I promise. Um, <laughs> um, we're all over 21. <laughs> so um, I actually got into this very, very recently because um, on April Fool's this year – not April Fool's, fuck. On um, New Year's Eve this year, they did a Fooly Cooly marathon, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to actually watch Fooly Cooly this time. cool that they still show it. They show it all the time. That's cool. I, I've never seen it. Like, I had never even saw it on the lineup from what I remember. The guy who runs um, Toonami, Jason DeMarco, he's, this is, like, his favorite fucking show ever, and so he'll just play it constantly. That's cool, though. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's, that's why he makes two more – he must make two sequels, and there's two more coming out this year. Like, oh, really? Fully Cooly Grunge and Fully Cooly Shoegaze are the two – Holy s- shit. I'll watch Fully Cooly Shoegaze. I love Shoegaze. Are the two sequels coming out this year. They released a teaser or, like, a – You love like, Grunge, Alex. Shut up. Kind of like a concept, <laughs> kind of like a concept teaser for Fooly Cooly Grunge, and it's like, it's it looks like they're doing like the CGI type thing, which is weird. I'm not uh, sure if I like. Have that you or seen not. the um? Have you seen the new way that uh, the new Trigun? Yes, that show we looks need insane, to finish Trigun. I was gonna say to you while we were watching this, I was like, you and I need the to new finish Trigun. Trigun. Looks freaking epic. I'm not seeing nothing from it. It kind of looks like the new Trigun in a way. It just, but it just like. Which is, I, I think that anime, that like type of anime, is like a great style. But I do prefer kind of like the normal like two D like cell animated stuff. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, um, the, uh, I don't. I don't. Cooley looks amazing. I don't yes. like CGI anime. This show is. You fun. have to do it in a certain way in order to. It has to be just stylized enough for me to like. Okay, that's cool. If Absolutely. it's just like normal CGI, like just throw money at it and make it look nice. Well, to bring it to to go back to Bleach because that's the only anime I've been watching. That I didn't realize how stylized that show was growing up. Like I was, ta- I know I was talking to Bryce about this over text. Like there are scenes that will just be completely washed out with like a ton of light, but yeah. they, they do it frequently enough to where it's clearly on purpose yeah but i feel like you don't really get that with the cg it all kind of looks the same yeah there's there's you have to do it in a certain way but um this show is fucking beautiful like one of the shots that stuck out to me this time was um which character gets the water gun is it nina mori yeah nina yeah mori, the purple, the purple the hair the purple hair girl huh? yeah, nina mori the purple hair like kid yeah she gets the yeah. She gets the water gun and she like holds it up and yeah. You, I, I I noticed that scene too. I, I, like, oh, I, I, I like that showing on her face. No, no. When she like holds it up and you kind of like see the sun behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, like, that's a good shot. This entire and this entire show is just like full of that. It's like every the show is one of those shows like Cowboy Bebop or like the Venture Brothers where like every single background would be like something you want to frame in your house. It, like it's fucking beautiful. It was show. very pretty. It was a very pretty show. All of the shots with the um, I don't know what they actually call the fucking iron but yeah like all of the, the shots iron with, the, <laughs> all the shots of the iron and the the stone hand those yeah are great. those yeah those are great um so we can oh, yeah, okay. 
try to oh yeah also something i want to do before we really get into the plot is um i want to talk about uh, the adult april fool's day prank this year um do you know i know i told you about it do you know uh, any- yeah i didn't see it though do you know anything about it grayson Mm-mm. so they started off and they were like okay we're gonna let ai run the network and then um they did oh it. no chat gpt <laughs> on the network it was like two minutes of like ai generated smiling friends and then they were like, we're not doing that. And they just did um, – <laughs> then they did fast forwards where they showed um, the first half of the first episode of Royal Crackers. Um, great show, by the way. I really They've dropped three episodes so far. I really like Royal Crackers. Um, check it out. So they dropped oh, – you, you did end up liking it? Yeah, I did end up – I, I cool. like it a lot. Cool. Um, Royal Crackers. And then they showed like the first five minutes of season six of Eric Andre. And then they showed the then they showed um, the first five minutes of some episode of Teenage Euthanasia season two. Nice. And then they were like, "Okay, we're going backwards now." They showed all of the Fire Ant episode of Space Ghost, where he follows around the Fire Ant for eleven minutes across all the, like Hanna Barbera backgrounds and stuff, which was great. Then they decided they were going to do air just commercials. So just commercial. Well, that's what they said, but they aired like unedited footage of a bear oh, okay. and broom shakalaka, one of the first infomercials, and it was also directed by the fucking the Daniels, which directed everything everywhere all at once. I've definitely not seen broom shakalaka. I've seen unedited, unedited footage before, though. Yeah, and they had a bunch of World Crackers promos in between that, and then they ended they ended the night out with a new episode of Ambient Swim called um, I think it's just called Trains, and it was just like it was like they put a camera on like top of like the front view of a train and just went through like the entire like Norwegian countryside. It was oh, fucking sick. beautiful. Yeah, that sounds what? sick. Yeah. It was just it was fucking beautiful. Like it was a um great prank. I loved it. Um but yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way before we try to really like um get into the plot here. Did you do your Anadom recap? There hasn't been Anadom in a couple weeks. Oh, okay, it's all mind. just been it's all just been single episodes of Housebroken. Um, I never even heard of that. <laughs> Housebroken is a show that I thought I wouldn't like, but I actually kind of like a fair bit. It's about like it's about like pets in a therapy group, and it has just like every actor in it. Like, oh, that actually, yeah, that sounds. Do you know? Like an um, premise, obviously, you know this. Who's the girl from Friends that's in BoJack? She plays the owl in BoJack. Fuck, dude! I actually Lisa Kudrow. Uh, is it Lisa Kudrow? Yeah, Lisa, Lisa Kudrow, Kudrow is like the main character in that show, and like Tony don't, Hale don't from Arrested Friends card out, dude. Um, Tony Hale from Arrested <laughs> Development is all over it. Um, everybody's in that fucking show. It's a good show. Um, but yeah, so Fully Cooley is. Um, it's so hard to even get into like what this show is about. It's like it's, it's about what you need it to be about. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's about nothing, but also so much. I feel like it's about a, a lot. I, the, you sent me a Reddit post once, and it was yeah. about how complicated puberty is basically right yeah that's sort yeah. of like that's the big interpretation everyone has of it is that it's about puberty which is, it definitely is watching it without any background if the only background you like going to the show with is like oh it's about pu- puberty it, it makes it makes way more sense than if you know like nothing yeah yeah it it's it's jarring at times i mean i only watched it's the, very jarring i watched episode like five and six and, and it uh you're probably better to explain what the the show's actually about mm-hmm but it's there's some scenes in it that are like so just like well, what the fuck yeah it's very jarring um i've heard some people compare it to just like a music video which i do kind of like especially because like the whole show i can't, can't believe we're 15 minutes in and we haven't talked about it yet the whole yeah. show is based on the music of a japanese band called the pillows 
And we've been uh, listening to their music for like five months every time we drive around. Yeah, now. every time I have like friends in the car, I'm just putting on like the Fooly Cooly soundtrack because it's so fucking Oh, good. yeah, no, it's good. And especially like um, now we're getting into spring and like summer because this, even though they say in like episode two or three that it takes place in October, um, this feels like a summer show to me. You know, I get that. Like, do you get that? Yeah, I get that. Like, I it, get the vibes. It's also, the music's good to drive around with the windows down. Yes. Which is where I think you were going with that. It's a very, yeah, it's a very, like, spring and summer vibe show, and I think the music really adds a lot to it. But, um, so the pillows come back, and they do, they they make music for, like, the um, two sequels, but for this one, they're like, we're not making fucking music for you. You can just have whatever, like, music, like... <laughs> They didn't want to be a part of this, like, you know, fucking anime, but obviously, like... Wait, wait, which season? The first one. Okay. Like, the pillows didn't want to be a part of, like, this fucking anime, but... um, Why but, would they have not wanted to be a part of this anime? Just because. they Because, no, like, know. they then, like, people, like, really fell in love with them through this anime, yeah. so they came back and... Because, to be school. honest, uh, most anime is fucking garbage. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like the pillows is the backbone of this entire show. Like almost every scene is set to a pillow song. There is one scene that they don't do that in. It's um the climax of episode three because because like something they do is very interesting. Is episode three is that episode three is all about um Nina Mori, who is one of the best characters in this show. I think mm-hmm. it's about like Nina Mori and um. Her Nina Mori's parents, like her dad, is cheating on her mom with like his secretary, and she's kind of like she's kind of like Naota because Naota's whole thing in this show is that he puts on like a very like stoic demeanor because he wants to seem like an adult and he has like no real good like role models in his life because his brother left him to go play like baseball and, and his dad's a freak. Yeah, his yeah, dad's a horny fuck. His dad. Um, I don't know. Have any of you guys, either of you guys, seen Clone High? No. Mm-mm. Oh god, his dad really reminds me of like in certain scenes. His dad reminds me of fucking um, Scudworth from Clone High as the principal, and someone listening to this is gonna laugh about that. But um, his, the dad, it really he, like Ichigo's dad. If he was a fucking perv, have you seen any of Bleach? No. Yeah, he he. Ichigo's I kept thinking dad, that too. Yeah, you you get what I'm saying. Ichigo's dad is like. Like Cassie asked me, she was like, "Are you supposed? Are you supposed to get the vibe that he's like a bad dad?" And I was like, "You're not supposed to get the vibe he's a bad dad. You're supposed to get the vibe that he's like fundamentally unserious." Yeah, like so that's what that's what um. Come, on. I think it, now it's his dad reminded me of his name. Come on, yeah, it's like that. If he was also like really horny, yeah, he's he's just a he's just a freak. He's a pervert, um, possibly a pedophile because um, there's this really fucked up scene in episode in Nina Mori's episode where she's like staying with them because um, she like conspires with Kamon to um have oh, yeah she like conspires with him to have this story published in the newspaper about her parents like affair mm-hmm. so because she doesn't want to like deal with it essentially and so she's like staying with them overnight and he's like talking to her while she's like in the fucking shower and she's like obviously like covering herself up yeah like the window is open and he's like talking from his window yeah the bathroom and he like hands her like this soap this like pill this like soap thing but like the way he hands it to her she has to like move her arm to grab it it's so creepy oh yeah I actually i do remember this now he's such a fucking freak he's so awful um and then also he just wants to like now it's his dad just wants to fuck haruko all the time which is also like a huge yeah, source of conflict and he gets jealous yeah. that, that she likes the not entire <laughs> fifth episode was just them fighting over her right yeah the fifth episode when now dad puts on a fucking um nazi suit yes 
with a, with a swastika and everything. Yeah, like when I saw the swastika, I was like, holy fucking shit. Um, I haven't. I'm next time they air it on Adult Swim, I'm gonna check and see if they actually like keep the fucking swastika in there because I'd be like genuinely surprised if they did because that's fucking crazy. Like I was like, oh my god! Like he just straight up, he was just straight up in an SS uniform. Yeah, with with a like complete swastika. I think it was backwards. Um, I think the thing that's also goes backwards, but um, do you that remember, doesn't make it any better. <laughs> um, our friend, our our friend Camden is watching through The Walking Dead season one, and I totally forgot this. Do you remember that apparently Merle had like fucking like SS shit on his motorcycle? No, but I remember yeah. everything else about Merle. Oh, that is fucked. It's fucked. I've never seen a single episode of The Walking Dead. You're not missing much. The first season, the first is, three, the the first season is like genuinely great TV. Um, the second one isn't it like 15 seasons? There's yeah, 11, but but only four. Only Bryce, you'll say five. Only four of them are worth watching. In my I'd opinion. say five. There's a, when they first get to Alexandria, it's really worth watching. But yeah, Walking. You're not missing anything. We've done this exact conversation before. On yeah, this. we 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 talk about the Walking Dead and how much we hate it a lot. Um, there's a whole episode I've keep on forgetting to drop about us just shitting on the Walking Dead for an. You hour. haven't dropped that? No, dropped it. Um, <laughs> it's a good one, but um, it's because we we do the Robot Chicken Walking Dead special, and we just mm. shit on the Walking Dead the entire yeah, time. Yeah, we talk about Robot Chicken for like two minutes, and then the we talk about us. our severe disappointment with how the show ended. Yeah, and then we just talk about. Um, oh, is it over? Oh yeah. yeah, well it's ended. over. Oh, I thought you made Robot Chicken. It's over, well, but we don't know Robot Chicken's over or not. The Walking Dead's over, but it's over in the way that it made the entire show feel like an advertisement for all the spinoffs. Yeah, like which the, is the really Walking fucking Dead annoying. Yeah. No, we, yeah, there's like a Maggie and Negan spinoff. There's doing. a Rick Ew. spinoff. Rick and Michonne spinoff. We're gonna like watch every, that. We're gonna watch that. Yeah, of course. Every single character, every single major character in The Walking Dead either dies gets, or gets their own spinoff. spinoff. <laughs> like it's it. The show doesn't end. It splits into four smaller shows. Yeah, they like... Oh, it's Ew. so bad. Anyways. It's like, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that it's so like, much. It's like fucking Dark Side of the Moon. It just hits the end, the series finale, just splits into Bryce a Bryce and I watched shows. it with no context after missing like two seasons, and we were just like... Yeah. This sucks. Yeah, we, we like, like didn't finish it. sucks. They did a cool thing with the commercials, though. They had earlier cast members come back in zombie makeup because they that was, died. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. cool. All right, All right yeah, to, we'll I move on. I don't want to talk about The Walking Dead. Fuck The Walking Dead. Bad show. Um, so it's about like, it's about like Nauta and, um, so like we haven't even talked about Haruko, Haruko that much, but like Haruko, who's just like, um, she kind of comes off as you think she's going to be like, you know, anime, like manic pixie dream girl. She's type awful. Beat. She's a demon sent and from she's, hell. And she's I, an alien mommy. Yo. She's kind of just like. She's kind of just like Bugs Bunny. She, she, <laughs> That's actually really she's apt. A tune, That's yeah, really apt. Right. She's like she's like Bugs Bunny, and she's like if Spinel wasn't was like wasn't was more emotionally adjusted. That's like yes, no, that's perfect. <laughs> because I mean, Haruko does crazy shit all the time, but Haruko is actually like remarkably emotionally stable. If you notice that, she's like, like a sociopath. Though. Yeah, she's a, she's a, she is a yeah, full she's on. Insane. She's a full on sociopath. Like, she has full control of her emotions the it, entire time. They write it well because it's to the point where I could see it being upsetting if yeah. you experienced that growing up. One of, one of like, my favorite scenes... Mm, I didn't even think about that. Is no, the, this show is, like... I, I, this show could be insanely triggering if, if, if the wrong person watches it. This um, There's an amazing scene in the sixth episode where, like... Because um, Haruko and Conti... Who's, who, Conti is, like, the robot that comes out of Naoto's head in the first episode that just, like, lives with them. Yeah. Um, Haruko and Conti, after Conti, like, successfully is able to, like, truly channel, like, Atomisk's power, um, they run away, and they're gone for, like, a couple weeks, I think. And um, they come back... Haruko and Naoto, right? Haruko and Conti. 
Oh, okay. And then they come back. Yeah, that's when Naruto cries. Yeah, that she left. Oh, I got yes. Yeah, got it. and it's so heartbreaking because you never you never know what happens to happen to Haruko's mom, and because like I mean not Haruko Naruto's mom because they never mention it and like the he he had a positive relationship with his brother but we never see his brother because he's off in America playing baseball. Yeah. And his father is a piece of shit, and his granddad is just the fucking. He's just the granddad's just fucking um Stan's grandpa from South Park. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so he has like no positive role models in his life, and like he just and he just like unloads everything into just like sobbing into Haruko's arms. It, yeah, and she doesn't like you can tell on her. You can you can't even read the expression on her face, and it's, she just looks so blank. It's a show about a kid who gets groomed. <laughs> essentially. Yeah, it is. Like, but like, like, but like, actually groomed. It's um, but we can get into what Haruko's goals are here because um, there, I feel like a lot of a lot of these characters do do like horrible shit to Naota, but they all have their weird specific set of goals. Like Haruko, um, I mean Haruko does grow to genuinely at least like Naota a little bit. Like she likes him more than like his creepy dad or um, Commander Amaro, the guy with the eyebrows. Like she likes him more than those people. But um, that's because he's the most useful to her, though. She like explicitly says that. Yes, but also I feel like there is some sort of connection between them. Um, fair enough, but mostly, yeah, I think yeah. it just wouldn't be much of a show without it. So I agree. Yeah. But um, she, like, so she wants to gain the powers of the Pirate King Atomisk, who's, like, this being, kind of like this cosmic, like, Marvel-type being that has enough NO, which is, like, this energy channel that can pull, that can, like, pull, that's, like, create portals in your head, I think. You can pull robots out of. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of matter. People, there, there's going to be somebody, like, a ma- like a massive Fooly Cooly fan who listens to this and is going to fucking crucify me for this. But, um... It's like it doesn't really matter. It's about the characters. Yeah, we're talking about the characters. We, um, yeah. But she wants she <laughs> wants space powers. Yeah, she wants, space powers. She wants Atomisk's power, and um, Naota is a way to get to that power because he has he can like pull like powerful robots out of his head. But only when he's like stressed, right? It's it's. I think there's there's a lot of like sexual repression and like um, sexual frustration to it. I think yeah. like. Yeah. We're not stressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the biggest interpretations of it is that like um, the two of the biggest interpretations of it is that like it's sexual frustration and also like challenges to like masculinity. Oh, yeah. That will bring out like the open up the NO channels. And um, so Haruko just by like constantly just fucking like, you know, doing all this like fucking sexual shit to this kid is like gaining more power through that. But what I think is so interesting about this show is all these different elements. Like you, like um, the story is, and pretty much like could only just be like, okay, you have Haruko, you have Amaro, and you have Naota, who's caught in the middle, and yeah. it's just like a struggle between those three characters. And it could easily be that, but they spend so much time with like Nina Mori and Mamimi, who have their. I don't own. think we've said Mamimi's name. We have, we have not said <laughs> Mamimi at all. Like Mamimi is real. She's, she's like a, a major. Too, yeah, yeah, she's like a major in character. She's like. Yeah, she's like she's like a main character. She's she's like one of the main characters. Like there's she's I, probably my favorite character. I love yeah, she's great. There's four this is the this is the most fucking dumbass like soy boy way to like count character importance, but there's there's like four fully cooly Funko Pops and it's like Haruko, Kanti, Naota, Mamimi. She's really? like yeah, she's like 
one of like the main like characters. Oh yeah, no, I like her. She's a good character. But um, Mamimi is so she was she's her big episode is episode two called Firestarter, yeah. where um, smokes cigarettes and she's sad. Yeah, she's she smokes cigarettes. She's kind of like homeless where she lives by like a river, and um, she's like she in second episode she's always going around like starting fires, which is crazy, and she um. It's kind of implied. It's implied that she might have burned down her elementary school, and <laughs> that um, Naoto's brother Tatsuko, Tatsuka, Tatsuku, Tatsuka. I think it's Tatsuko. Tatsuko. Um, yeah. Well, someone's gonna fucking be so mad about that. Um, I'm gonna say Naoto's brother. Naoto's brother, um, <laughs> like, saves her. I think. I thought it was implied that um, that the burning down of the school, like. Is what triggered her to start burning stuff. That I thought could that's be what it. it was implied. That could like, be, oh, that, the, this school burned down. That makes more sense. That can make my pains go away. I'm going to burn stuff. That, oh, that's yeah, what yeah. I took from it. Yeah, because she. It's, well, she's like fucked up. Yeah, she meets. Um, she meets Naoto's brother through that fire. Yeah, she, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like she had like a very traumatic incident where she met someone very important to her. So now she's like, oh, I'm going to just start fires oh, and see if something else happens. the two together. Yeah. 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 Because Mamimi's entire character in Fully Cooly is just like, she just got like completely abandoned by the one person that she felt like a true connection with. And he like, he completely doesn't give a fuck about her. Like in the first episode. Yeah, nah. Well, is, that's, that's like Nauta's and Haruka's relationship. Kind of. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, They're like foils. Is that the word? Yeah. Um. Like his brother in the first episode is about Naoto trying to figure out a way to tell Mamimi that he got a letter from his brother saying that he has like a girlfriend in America. Oh. So like he is like in her ent- her entire world is just about like trying to fill that void, which also was kind of what Naoto's world is too, with about th- with the same void. But yeah, they're brother, like not foil, there. they're foils of each other. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but um, so like her, she's like obsessed with um. With Naoto, who she calls Takun, which Haruko also adopts that nickname. Yeah. Um, it's very weird. I think she just adopts it because she hears, hears Mamimi say it a lot. But um, so she's like obsessed with Naoto. She calls anything that she can make dependent on her Takun. So she it starts off with Naoto where she's just like constant. She's like, I think what she's doing is probably worse than what Haruko's doing. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't. What do you think? Haruko's, Haruko's doing some pretty nasty shit, dude. Mm, well, Haruko's doing it of more of a like. She's doing it for a. Well, they're both selfish, but Haruko is an alien. Is yeah. my is my thing? Fair enough. I I feel like you're. I feel like you're supposed to analyze it through the actions, though, not necessarily. Like, yeah, I don't know, but um, she's just like she's also she's doing the same shit. She's. Doing like essentially the same shit that Haruko's doing, but like not actually. Yeah, you're right. It's not as bad. She doesn't do I that. Think <laughs> yeah, Haruko's two, doing it to like steal I cosmic powers. I think it's the, it's supposed to be like two sides of the same coin. Yes. Like Haruko's doing it for power, and like Mamimi is doing it for like comfort. Yeah. And like dependence. Well, it also could be. Um, yeah, absolutely. What well, also could be given Haruko? And, no, sorry. Given Mamimi and um, Naoto's similarities in their situation, it could be like different examples of how people can deal with it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because like or like like. Harko is doing it for control. Like yeah, she wants right. to, she wants control. Mamimi is doing it to feel like feel Mimimi, anything. Mimimi, yeah, Mamimi is yeah. doing it to fill like a void. Yeah, which was caused, which was created by the brother, the brother abandoning her. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's supposed and her being homeless and all that. I stuff, think it's so. supposed yeah. to be what Nauta could become. 
Yeah, I like that. Um, I do like how Mamimi does kind of get it, like a decent ending at the end because she figures out her purpose in life is to be a photographer. Yeah. Um, this is the, I just made the stupidest connection, but it's almost kind of like how the Smiling Friends pilot ends with um, the Red Letter Media guy, Desmond. He just fucking shoots like the little pest and realizes his purpose in life. Oh, but is you're just, right. It's just to kill pests. You're right. Um, and that's what Mimi does. I mean, Mimi gets what we all want. She got to go do her thing and fuck off. Yeah. And she everybody gets, she, she gets doesn't her care purpose. about doesn't think about her anymore. Um, but yeah, so Mimi, great character. But like, she so like... And if this was like a purely plot based show, she would not be in it. But I think this show spends so much time on like its characters that she's like essential. A concept, yeah. Yeah. I also realize what I like about this show is that its insistence to fit anything that's not like they'll, it changes the rules constantly. And it fits anything that's not um, doesn't mean to fit in there. They find it a way to get it in there. For a show about puberty, I think it's essential that she's there because when you're like going through puberty and you have like an older sibling that has like a hot girlfriend, you're like, oh god, how do I deal with this? Kind of, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I I think that another thing is just in in a broad broad sense, the show's about how like traumatizing puberty can be. Yeah, Yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and like your parents and everything. Your parents, your parents, like ostensibly understand what you're going through, but they haven't been through puberty in like 20 years. Yeah, so all you're doing is you're just surrounded by your peers, and some of your peers can be really fucked up. Yeah, like Haruko and and Mamimi to an extent. And everyone experiences it differently. So exactly. you, you don't really know what someone's going through and I when they're going to puberty. I can't remember the purple hair girl's name, but she has her own shit going. Yeah, she has her own shit going on with yeah. her parents. Yeah, I think it's it's about how that age can be incredibly traumatizing and, and the type of it, it can it can turn you into a different. Well, type yeah, of when person. they're in the car and she's talking to the secretary and she's like, "Oh, you wouldn't ruin that, right?" Yeah, no, yeah, it can turn. It, it's about how. The, the experiences you go through when you're in puberty shape who you are after puberty, which is like, duh. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's what the show's about. Yeah. I think. Nina Mori is such a good character. I think episode three might be my favorite episode. Um, it's because that's what, yeah, like it's though it's like they just kind of shift perspective to her for a reason. And sh- she's a great character. Um, I don't know how she I don't know how she fits into all this. As well as the, I, but like I don't know how she fits into the story as much as the other two do. But I feel like she's just such an essential character too. Um, I think it's to. Um, I think part of the reason is like they want to change it to like a girl, a, a girl that's now because age like yeah, going through puberty. Girl's like perspective, through, yeah, girl, going through puberty. You talking about progressive or whatever? No, I'm talking about um, Nina Mori from the original series. Oh, sorry. Like, yeah, they want to like they want to change it up. You're like, oh, girls also have like weird experiences when they're going through puberty. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think the show's fundamentally about. It's about. That is, yeah. It's about how everything's different, but it's also, like, unifying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Nina Mori, great character. Also, another um, – the, obviously, we watched the um, the dub, and because I – I'm a fucking um, idiot. I only watch dubbed anime if it's good. Like, I only watch, like, dubbed anime, but I only watch it because I know that the dub is good. And, like, um, this is one of the great ones alongside Cowboy Bebop, which is, like, probably the best dub ever, do you think, Grayson? Mm, probably. Um, there's some casting connections here. Um, Nina Mori is voiced by Melissa Fawn, who also voices um, Radical Edward on Bebop and Dendi nice. on OKKO. And um, that's the cool. Ava pretty good, too. One of her... I don't need to see Ava. Yeah, me too. One You're going to cry and die. <laughs> one of the friends um, is voiced by fucking Steve Bloom. 
which I noticed. Mm, Steve Boom's all over anime. Yeah. He's over everything. But Steve, what else has he done? He's Spike and also Tom. Okay. He does a lot of Gundam. He did a lot of Gundam stuff back in the day too. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of Gundam OBAs. He's also Tom from Toonami, like the little robot host. Oh, okay. That's definitely the the one I know him from then. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Also, um, fucking. Oh my God. What is the actress who plays Haruko's name? Um, fuck. It's Kari Walgren. Kari Walgren is in fucking everything. Yeah, her voice is super familiar. I believe you mentioned that the first time we watched it. Yeah, Kari Walgren, um, this is, like, an embarrassing reference, but she's, um, Jessica on Rick and Morty. Um, Okay. She's also, she's, she's in Symbiotic Titan, I think. She's in, like, she's in literally, like, so many fucking shows. It's crazy how many shows she's in. Um, another, I'm just going through like casting connections, but one of the sequels has fucking, um, Michael, uh, Michael center Nicholas, um, Dean venture in it, which is interesting. That's cool. Cause he's like an, he's like an anime like guy. He's like an anime, like, um, casting agent or something. So he's in the, one of the sequels. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that smack came through the microphone, dude. <laughs> oh, um, so there's there's just so much to talk about and also there's so much that you don't notice until like multiple rewatches like haruko's kind of got like that bracelet that kind of like clinks. yeah i, yeah, noticed, I that. noticed that i noticed that it clinks when like atomisk is nearby yeah atomisk yeah um and there's also one thing i did not notice is that um when she's talking to like the old cat that has like the fucking giant nuts um she's talking to like her superiors yeah like, her i noticed bosses. that i noticed that um can't say survivor, giant, that's when i'm yawning dude <laughs> um the episode that she comes back and um when her ass was out now she walks, yeah, walks in and she, and it seems fucking disturbing i'm not gonna lie to you yeah <laughs> no the most disturbing scene is when now walks in and like the robot dad the robot version of the dad oh is God. like giving her a massage with his fucking chin and you like, like as you walk as he's walking into the room you just hear like visceral moaning yeah it's like that's the episode like this show is full of a lot of like really like um like sexual stuff but like episode four is the one you have to watch like on fucking like two percent volume because it just, <laughs> it's like moaning like half the episode like yeah like so much of the episode just i don't remember like that porn. one i don't remember that one um that's the yeah, one it's like they're like really into it like the like, voice actors sound like they're having sex. i think i remember that i don't remember that's like, the, actually watching it though. that's the that's the episode where they play baseball um okay. and but so haruko wants to get more power from now to and so she and she and she so she wants to like fuck around with Naota's dad in order to like activate the NO channel and get more power from him but she thinks his dad is so fucking repulsive that she doesn't want to actually like yeah. be sexual with him so she creates like a robot of his dad and then she like turns the real dad into like this fucking dehydrated Corpse, yeah it's fucking crazy little freak <laughs> i think i remember that and like um, shoves him in like a cabinet yeah the, a, a big <laughs> thing about this show too is that it really does run on dream logic yeah there's like no rules like um when like i think it's better that way i like it oh, yeah, I, I agree love it. I, I like shows because like no for rules, someone who's going through like puberty like that like stuff can seem crazy oh yeah no for sure like they rehydrate his dad by placing him in like a bathtub don't they there's a scene in nina mori's episode where the, she's like staring at the water and like and like nato's like staring at her and then you just see like blood like dripping into the water no it's not nina mori it's um mamimi she's like standing over the river yeah with her, like her dress up yeah 
And I'm like, oh god, so much. It's about puberty. It's about uh, periods. Well, right, of course. It's but about the. I don't. I just don't remember that episode. I don't. I don't. I see. That's it's like I, one frame. We, we like blood drips into the water. That's and the thing about fully, fully Cooley is that like I have don't remember that scene at fucking all, and I've probably watched this like six times. Yeah. Like I've watched it so many times since like this since like January first when I watched it the first time, and like there's you catch so many things like that with every single rewatch. Um, it's good. That's that's why you can rewatch it. Yeah, that's also like part of the reason why it's a um and why it's like a I almost said why it's an NO. It's an OVA because um they want to pack because you pay so much for it. You, they pack so much shit in there. You can just like yeah, constantly rewatch animated it. beautifully. Yeah. Mm. Um, Nina Mori's episode also is one of the only ones. It's like that's the only episode that doesn't have a um pillow song. In it. Oh yeah, I mean it has the only episode the climax doesn't have a pillow song in it. Is it another song or it's a like classical band? Music. Okay. Um, which is, I think it's interesting too. Probably because, stylistic. Yeah, it definitely is because I think it's, um, it kind of sh- shows that it sh- that like shows like the shift of perspective to not have it be like a pillow song. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. I, I, I can really appreciate the show for what it is. I mean, it's it's. I, I... I call everything artsy, but like it's pretty. It's like this it's, it's pretty artsy. artsy. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's I made like by the same studio that made Ava. Yeah, I like they, artsy it, stuff. It's Gynax, and then they transferred over to Studio Trigger, and yeah. all of their shows look like that. Uh, I'm famous. Like, move like that. I'm famously not a pretentious person, so I. I that is. <laughs> they both just false. made. They both just made the nastiest fucking faces <laughs> I've ever seen them make. Like instantly at the same no, time. Um, <laughs> no, I'm famously not pretentious at all. But no, I actually really enjoyed this. It was very artsy and good. You're um, the most pretentious person. I know. The, that's the fucking. Joke. Um, yeah, no. This is very. This is a. This is a very artsy show, and this is also kind of like the magic of um of like early two thousands Adult Swim, where like because they really could just do whatever the fuck they wanted to on TV, and so this is that's part awesome. of yeah. This is part of that bringing over shows like Fooly Cooly that are like so um they're so like they're not shown any like I mean they obviously have. Like their Inuyasha and stuff on the block, which is just yeah. nothing bad. I mean, Bleach, they had Bleach on the block. Just, yeah. That's just straight up a shonen. That's what I'm saying. Like, there is a mixture of both. Like, they're, I mean, they have their shonen on the block, but they're allowed to also have... I get what you're saying. Yeah, they're, but they're allowed to also have, like, Fooly Cooly and stuff like that on there. It's really cool. I know you don't pronounce it Lupin. What the... My mic just cut out. They have they had Lupin on the block for a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, I'm sure. that's they not a shonen Lupin though. Is it? The third. They've Aww. had like they've had literally no, almost any fucking anime you can think of. Like I'm what I'm like they had JoJo for a bit, didn't they? Yes, they had JoJo. But they pretty sure they yeah, they, JoJo. they aired um one. They have one. No, piece. they don't have no because because Netflix has. JoJo. Oh yeah, fucking Netflix. They aired um part four and part five on Adult Swim for JoJo. They also like they have like One Piece. They have like. Obviously, like every I've never seen a single episode of One Piece. They have every fucking <laughs> Dragon Ball, Nar- um, Naruto bullshit. Um, they also have. You remember when they aired the um, they aired like a couple Batman, the dark, the Batman yeah. animated movies, the Dark Knight Rises or the Dark Knight, and people were pissed. Like this is my anime Saturday Night. <laughs> oh, I want to get into that. That would have been me when I was like thirteen. Because he I been like, I want to watch my bleach. And he was like, dude, I'm watching Dark Knight on the Toonami box. Well, because that's that's I what get into that. that's what got me watching Adult Swim. Even before Family Guy, I would watch Bleach on Adult Swim on Saturdays at, as like a ten year old. Yeah, 
like a huge part of Adult Swim, I think, because we talked about, um, I mean, last week's, I mean, two weeks ago episode is um, Gamuseru with Max, and that is obviously like one huge anime parody. And there's also like so many anime parodies on Adult Swim, like, oh, not even parodies, like Ballmasters 9009 is not a parody. It's just kind of like an anime, but like an Adult Swim has a lot of those, a lot of, like a lot of anime parodies that Because like, a lot of people who are like parodies. into animation and want to be animators, like look at anime because they're allowed to do like whatever oh, they yeah. want. Yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah. Anime. There's also, I mean, there's perfect hair forever. There's also like, boon- <laughs> there's also like Boondocks and um. Well, Boondocks is mostly just the art style, isn't it? Yeah, but still, like Boond, they there's there's a lot of inspiration from anime in there, like Boondocks and um, like Black Dynamite and stuff like that. Black but, Dynamite and Afro Samurai. I've yeah, not, I've not seen a lot of Boondocks, but but um. So, so much of Adult Swim is just, like, anime and making fun of anime and shit. And also, people get mad. People get mad about, like, Ballmasters and Game Usetu being on Toonami because they're, like... Those are anime-ass shows, dude. Yeah, also, like, who gives a fuck? Also, um, like, Gendy, like, Samurai Jack and Primal, which are very much just straight-up Western shows. Yeah, those are just cartoons. Yeah, those are on... Those are, like, on Toonami all the time. Also, speaking of this, um, did you hear about Unicorn Warriors Eternal? You might find this interesting. I don't know what that is. So it's Gendy's new show, and Gendy Tartakovsky, because like Primal is done, I'm pretty sure. Like Primal's over. Um, and so Gendy Tartakovsky's new show is about like it's like these warriors who kind of always get reincarnated. They have to like join up again in a new life to fight against like a new evil or something. That's actually really cool. It looks fucking incredible. It looks mm-hmm. like Primal on it looks like Primal, but like in like a fantasy type setting. And um, it's going to be a half hour show. It was announced for Cartoon Network, but now it's going to be on Adult Swim. Nice. And they Ooh. they this is like a huge thing they did. When they is had, it coming out? May fifth. Oh shit! Yeah, that comes out soon. We got to watch that. Um, yes, I'm definitely want to. I definitely want to watch that. Um, I'll watch it with you. So it's called Unicorn Wars Eternal, new Gendy show. Um, they're they're doing like a huge new push on Adult Swim, where they're now starting at 7 p.m. Um, Damn, which, really? Yeah, they're starting. Well, that's at, what I, do you remember a little bit ago when we were worried it might be on its way out? Yeah, and but that that's really big news. Yeah, so they've st- they they're starting at 7 p.m. and they're holy shit, yeah, dude, dude. That's so early. They're moving Unicorn War. They're moved Unicorn Warriors Eternal to Adult Swim, which is like I'm going to show you the trailer after this, Grayson. You're going to lose your fucking mind. It looks crazy. Um, there's that, and also they announced a couple years ago for Cartoon Network. They're like, okay, we're going to make this half hour show about Superman. But it's kind of like a workplace comedy about like Lois Lane and Clark Kent. That's going to be on Adult Swim. Yeah, now, dude. <laughs> which oh, that's is cool. fucking awesome. Like Adult Swim Superman show. Sign me the fuck up. Have they up. ever had a superhero property on Adult Swim? They've had Harley Quinn on there. Um, was that on Adult Swim? It was on. They, they aired it on Toonami, like on Marathon sometimes. That's cool. Um, they've had like they air DC stuff a lot, but they've they've never had like an original DC. Right, that's thing. what I meant, like an original DC, like Adult Swim show. But cartoon, but I've always pushed for that because I've always thought that Cartoon Network gets to have their DC shit all the time, and I think Adult Swim should be able to explore that as well because it's part of like it's all part of the fucking Warner brand. So I think they should be able to explore that, and I'm really excited they're doing that. Um, also I'm gonna say it right now, mark my fucking words, they are going to put Fiona and Cake on um Adult Swim. That's what I. You know about Fiona and Cake, right? Is that like happening? Yeah. Okay. Fiona and Cake is, is it like, going to be like a whole full fledged show? Yeah, it's like an Adventure Time spinoff about. I don't know how this is going to fucking happen. It's Fiona and Cake and like de Ice Kinged Simon. Huh. But I, like, I need to. I still need to finish that show. Fiona and Cake. Uh, I, I'm sure. You, do you know what Fiona and Cake are? I know that. It, it's the Ice King's fan fiction. For They're not it's real, the cat, right? Yeah, that's the. It's and like the, the woman, Jake, the girlfriend. 
Um, that's not. Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm they're sorry. they're not real. Is the thing. They're a story. And so, but somehow, like the real Simon from the original Adventure Time canon that's is going to be there. The merge. I don't know. It's the merge. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> the dimensional merge. I don't know how the fuck that show's going to work. Um, I'm super excited for it. Um, also, Clone High trailer came out today. Uh, I need to watch to watch that I still. Seen it? I haven't seen it because I dropped it while I was at work. We'll just watch busy. the trailers after this. Yeah, um, Clone High trailer dropped. Um, they should put that on Adult Swim if they're going to be fucking starting at seven p.m. Um, but yeah, just crazy, crazy shit. Um, it's just more adult, isn't it? Clone High. Yeah, yeah. They'll, Clone put, High it, they'll put it on Adult Swim. No, because they didn't put like they, they didn't they didn't put like close enough on Adult Swim, which is another like adult. What they put it on HBO Max. Oh, that's yeah, straight so, to HBO. Sorry, Max. I thought you were talking Cartoon Network versus Adult Swim. I was like, there's no way they're putting no, 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 Clone I'm talking High about on Cartoon like Network. HBO Max. Versus okay, I understand. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I keep forgetting because I don't, I don't do the streams. I don't like use streaming stuff that much unless it's like Hulu. Yeah. So I keep forgetting that like HBO Max and Adult Swim compete for shows, even though they're owned by the same person. Yeah. Or company. But um, another thing about so stupid. It is so bad. Uh, a couple more things about Fooly Cooly. I want to get out is um, they do a really funny thing in the first episode where um, like the characters are all actors for like two seconds. They show like um, <laughs> they show Haruko, Mamimi, and Naota in like a trailer, like a on, like a actor's trailer, just kind of like talking about um, the scene they have to shoot. And they do that once, and they do that. Ne- they never do that. They again. do break the fourth wall all the time though. they do break it yeah they do break but the they don't do wall. that specific setup yeah like haruko looks at the camera when she thinks the satellite's going to destroy the earth in episode four and she's like all you people at home like sayonara this is the end i, I can't remember what they said at the start of season uh, of episode six but they did the like it was the, the manga thing. thing with like the yeah, like, yeah yeah episode one has this fucking crazy scene where um it just turns into manga like it's they they have a really really good contrast in that scene too where it's like now to softly walking down this hallway this like beautiful hallway drawing and it's like it's so dead silent and the second he walks into that room it explodes into like the manga and like the pillows music and they redo that in episode six but it ends with like people carrying away the manga panels and like the dad talking about how it's too expensive to do manga Yeah, because it's like the same way he like opens like the door and he's like why are you here yeah Yeah. um let's see i'm kind of like going through my notes here we didn't talk about conti that much conti is just kind of like he's just a good funny boy. robot funny tv yeah, boy. funny robot funny tv boy he's kind of like he's mamimi's god for a while she worships him as a god yeah um something that i didn't really notice um until i saw i think on one of the av club recaps is that in the first episode um conti would have had the full power to channel atomisk but like Haruko smashes the back of his head and he's trying to find pieces of it in episode two. And if oh, he had yeah, all, he doing, okay. if he had all those pieces, he would have been able to summon Atomisk immediately, which would have completed like Haruko's goals. But she kind of fucked it up by just like smashing him. Um, yeah. This show is also kind of like the, the show is like almost a YouTube poop sometimes. Yeah. When the fucking, when the rov- uh Conti, they said they, they, now to ask Conti to go get like a drink. Yeah, and, he and it literally like, jump cuts to like, like him posing. being like fifteen feet in the air, just, posing, posing away, away. Yeah. posing and flying away. It's um, so and then there's funny. there's another one where um, Haruko's spinning the guitar around her neck, and she just starts like flying into the air like a helicopter. Yeah. And I, that's when I looked at Bryce. I was like, "This is just a YouTube." There's also like that scene where she's dressed up as like Elvis and talking about like yeah. against the machine and stuff. That was the same scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, just that was funny. That shit made me laugh. 
great, just great shit like that. Um, one of the most more iconic images from this show is that like Mamimi smoking the cigarette on it. That's it has never knows best written on it. I have no idea what the fuck that means. It's probably a song lyric. Good point. Um, I, mean, I don't but, know. I have nothing to base that on. But. Yeah, but like, yeah, probably. Um, I was trying to read what it said. I couldn't like make it. I saw that it had an N in it. That's pretty much it. One of the reasons why I do think that Haruko does have like some sort of connection with um, Naoto is there's actually there are some genuinely sweet scenes between them that I don't think she would be that sweet to him if she only cared about like the um, you said Haruko. Yeah, only, only yeah. Care. The way that she like embraces him sometimes is yeah. like. There's a great there's a great scene in the third episode where she like tells him to have like a good day at school and it's like it's really sad because you know that like he doesn't have adults in his life that like tell him that. I'm more of a pessimist. I don't view that as positively. I I more view that as like less like a less innocent extension of the manipulation. Well, I do. I mean, it's probably it probably is, but I I think there's connection. I think there is. She does have some sort of connection to him. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think she could have kept because she leaves him on Earth at the end. But I think she, if she really wanted, she could have kept manipulating him. But I think she leaves him behind. That's true. Because she does. She does invite him, and then and then she cuts herself off and says, "Never mind." Yeah. So maybe fair enough. Um, she's. I feel like she's more of a. Um, they well, do, you think if she was like truly. Uh, manipulating him that she would be more upset that she didn't get to like merge with Adamisk. Yeah. She's kind of like, Oh, I got to try again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, um, there's a really interesting thing set up in like fully in the second season where, cause the, the people say like the sequels are like dog shit and you never need to watch them. I don't think that's true. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. I just hear that they're like m- more, um, they're not as like, they're more like forward facing. Absolutely, the they ways. absolutely are. But I think there's. What do you mean by forward? Like less, less, less symbolic. Yeah. yeah, there's there's still plenty of good shit in there. Like there's an arc. The second season is about like Haruko gets split into two personalities. Um, but there's like you don't find out that one of them is Haruko until like the last episode, and she just fucking spoilers. And um, she's just like she looks nothing like her, and she's just like um, this like cop who's trying. I think she's like kind of, she's presented as like Haruko's like arch enemy, and then at the end, like and Haruko also has like orange hair throughout the thing instead of pink. And then at, like the at, like the end of the season, she like fucking absorbs her and turns back into like normal Haruko. It's crazy with the pink hair. Yeah, is is it season two or season three where it's just like they like because I remember on the Deep End podcast that Matt was like. I forget which season he said, but they like kind of just drop all of the like symbol symbolism for like sex, and it's just like it's like straight up just about sex. Oh, she the, she do, Harko does stuff where she just like she's like a teacher in one of them, and she's like showing the kids like porn in class. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, but Harko is she? Um, that's not going to make my point. Uh, what I just said is not going to prove my point at all. But I think Harko is a lot more um, like benevolent in the later seasons than she is in the first one. Because I don't know she, if you can do four seasons of that. <laughs> um, yeah, she's more. <laughs> she's a fucking monster. And this one, she's a fucking monster. And the um, later two in the later two seasons, she's she definitely is more of like she's just like fucking bugs. Well, body. I was about to say. I remember the first time we watched this, you said like she's fucked up in season one, and then. After that, she's just like a god. Yeah, she's just like Bugs Bunny. Like, there's, um, there's like 
I, each season gets a little apocalyptic, and I remember in like the second or third, they blend together so much. Like I, I, I know the individual plots, but like so many of the moments just blend together for me in those last two because I only watched those once. Yeah. But um, there's a great scene where like they all think they're gonna fucking die, and Haruko's like, "Nah, I, I don't die. We're gonna fix this." Like she's just. <laughs> Like she's That's she, crazy. She just has Sorry. that kind of confidence, which I love. But um, apparently, one of the new Fooly Cooly scenes is going to be about like um, Harco and two office workers that are like falling in love, which I think is really interesting because I do, I do like turned into a fucking sitcom, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do like the setup that um, every season of Fooly Cooly has Harco with a completely different set of circumstances and people. It's cool, like. Obviously, the first one is the best one. You can never replicate that. But, like, the second one has the whole arc with, like, her having, like, a separate personality. And it's about, like, this girl and um, a guy she's interested in and stuff. And the third one is all about, like, a group of female friends. And it's about, like, it's about, like, female friendship, which is really interesting. It's something that, There's like. There's not a lot of stuff that's about female friendship like that. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it's cool. I like it. But, um, yeah, do you guys got anything else to say about Fooly Cooly? We'll, we'll probably come back to it. We'll definitely do more of no, this. Yeah, I mean, if we watch the other two, we can probably do seasons two and three as an episode, and then yeah. four and five as they come out. There's so much to talk about with this show. Like, we're always going to want to come back to it. It's good. I liked um, it. Yeah. I wish I would have seen it earlier. Me too. Like, I saw this. I kind like, of agree. If I had saw this when I was in high school, it would have completely changed the trajectory well, that's, of my that's life. That's what I'm saying. This is like, him and I were talking about it when we were in the car earlier. This is like for like people who are like in their 30s. This would like have, People who saw this when they were 12. This yeah. would have gotten me really into anime. Yeah. Like, um, I got into it in, like I said, January. I tried watching it in high school. I didn't get it, and I didn't really like it because I was a sh- little... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I have shit taste because Venture Brothers is still my favorite show, so I obviously had like some taste, but um, like I just didn't I didn't really get it when I watched it, and I was like, eh, it's not Bebop. I like Bebop, but um, <laughs> but like I watched this. I've been obsessed with it since like since January first when I watched it for the first time. But yeah, I really wish I got I saw this earlier. Um, great show. Do we have anything else? Grayson got anything else? Grayson. Mm, I'm, I'm sorry. Trying I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, nah, brother. I think I'm good. Got anything else? Nah, I'm good. But this is, this is a good show. Yeah. Um, you can follow. Yeah, do a couple boner checks. Yeah. No. <laughs> we added, no. Um, <laughs> couple hard, couple hardcore scenes. Of, like the blue drives monster, and she had the fucking um, Playboy bunny outfit on. Everybody. She had, had the do, cakes out. You know. What everybody I'm saying? Had, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> do a boner check. Um. So we're kidding. Um, we are professional. <laughs> um, we sit there in silence and we watch. Yeah, we these. sit there. In, we sit there in silence as we watch. No these, jokes. As we watch these two women um, groom this poor child. <laughs> but um, so you can wait. You, you didn't even do the cartoons for perverts joke. Oh yeah, that's right. There's an amazing comic. Um, it's like um, this guy walks up to like a, a movie theater and he's like, "Hey pal, you showing any cartoons for perverts?" And the kid at the counter is like, "I'm awful sorry, Mister. Nobody makes cartoons for." perverts and he's like it ain't right i'm gonna start my own studio making cartoons just for perverts my name is a jeff q anime it does not apply to as many animes as you'd think it, it definitely applies, applies yeah. to this one like i always say that fully coolie is just like, oh yeah car- cartoons for perverts that's how that's how Fooly bryce Cooly. that's how bryce pitched this one to me yeah, when he was like do you want to watch this one it's cartoons for perverts but um, i think a lot of anime is cartoon for perverts not like is. this I mean, I don't know. You, you no, could, dude. You could even I, say I Bebop is cartoon for That's perverts. True. There's a lot of fae in there. Um, Come but, on. Yeah, you can follow. <laughs> One Piece is cartoons for perverts. That is also true. I still have never seen this. I, I do not know what that show's about. It's about 
monkey. You just type in One Piece girl in Google. No, I'm all right. <laughs> boner check. Straight boner, boner. check. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at adult underscore swim underscore merch underscore archive. And you can follow us on Twitter at OwlsOnlyPod. You can follow me on Twitter on at MouseFitzGerald without the D. Um, you guys want to plug anything or no? Follow our Twitter. That's I'll, I'll plug our Twitter twice. Yeah, follow our Twitter. Anything? I ain't got no social media, you. All right. Well, um, see you guys next time. Thank you. Peace out. <laughs>